This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today, we are very, very excited to bring you an interview segment with a lovely listener and friend of the show, Jamie Summers, um, who we got to talking and realized this, this is a whole episode. It is. But if you haven't heard our previous episode we just did on Twitch and a, a brief history of Twitch and some of the issues around Twitch, check that one out first for some context. Jamie has some great insights and personal experience. So uh, we thought that would just add so much to hear from somebody. Because if you've heard the previous episode, Samantha and I don't have a lot of <laughs> know-how when it comes to Twitch. Not yet. So, not, not yet. yet I, I mean, I've got some ideas. Yeah. The wheels I'm are down. turning. So listeners, if you got any support or like, please don't do it, any uh, replies <laughs> you want to give, <laughs> you can send them our way. Uh, but yeah, let's dive right into this interview. And today we are thrilled to be joined by friend of the show, general wonderful human being who sends us things every now and yes, then. the best things. The best things, Jamie Summers. Thank you so much for joining us, Jamie. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, 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 yes. We were so excited to have you because we've been lucky enough to get to correspond with you and get to know you through that. But this is the first time we're seeing each other face to face and talking. Yeah, this way. yeah. 
through the, yeah. the magic of technology. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Until it's I, not I do magical. remember actually being, I was on one of your live streams, though. There was one time yeah. that happened, and I was able to get on because I'm in Atlanta and you're in California. I was like, oh, let me try to get on there. And I got to get, get on there. So I'm like, I, I feel like this is even better, of course. But I'm like, yeah. I've seen her. Yeah. <laughs> I've her a little probably bit. probably heard me uh, uh, cursing like a sailor in the middle of the game because <laughs> I'm like that. <laughs> I would be the yes. same. Yes. And I remember one of the very first, when I first started working here, listener mails that I responded. It was from you, and it was fantastic. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but can you introduce yourself to the listeners for us, please? I, well, my name is Jamie Summers. Um, I have been going by Dark Sakura since before some of the people who watched me were born. Um, <laughs> I, I got the, na- the name Sakura as a Japanese major, and then... I moved to California and changed my major. <laughs> but um, I'm originally from Alabama. I transplanted to California some couple of decades ago, and I have been a gamer since, gosh, the 70s? When I was like two or three, my first movie was Star Wars. I know, I was, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I was nine months old, so I don't remember anything. <laughs> but I I grew up playing video games since I was a little kid. And like I have memories of only being able to play Frogger on roller skates. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm just an all-around nerd. I love just about any game except for like only one sports game which is uh, super high impact on Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you left that hanging. I was like, that the sports game knows what it did. <laughs> yes. Like, dear sports ball, do your thing somewhere else. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've been involved in gaming for a long time. I'm curious because today we're talking about Twitch and a lot of what's going on with it, especially when it comes to women and non-binary folks because you have been involved in Twitch for a while. Can you talk about how that sort of happened and how you you took your gaming to Twitch? Well, it actually originally started with uh, with my podcast because we tried to do video casting uh, after we were done with Live 365, which is how we used to do it live. Um, we went to this thing called Justin TV. And that kind of showed me, like, some of the sides of of streaming in general. And, well, later on, Justin TV became Twitch. Now, I also used to stream doing my artwork on Livestream, which was a different service. And I was like, I like video games, and there's the streaming service, and a few of my friends have talked about it. I'll, I'll give it a go. I have a very obscure collection of video games. Um, I like weird games, and hey, no one is streaming Hotful Boyfriend. So, <laughs> the pigeon dating game. So, uh-huh. that's new to me. There's a whole backstory. I'll send you stuff on later. It, it, it started okay. as uh, an April Fool's joke in Japan as a web-based game and developed a fandom. Is this like the Goose Game? Uh, no, no. You, you're, it's a dating sim with pigeons. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. I'll keep going further and further away. All right, we'll come back to this later. <laughs> you and I, yeah. but, but I like the offbeat games like that. So something that people go, huh, weird. And so... <laughs> I started on Twitch in 2017, um, just 
streaming really sporadically, but I had some bad experiences that pushed me off the platform. And then, you know, fast forward to pandemic. And, you know, I'd been playing a lot of a lot of Animal Crossing. And then I was looking for something new to play. And so my friend's like, hey, watch this streamer play Dead by Daylight. And I was like, oh, okay. And we got to be friends. And I met other people playing Dead by Daylight. And I was like, if I am going to learn to play this game, I'm going to do it publicly and embarrass myself because it will keep me playing it. <laughs> so I went back on Twitch. I re reactivated my channel. I started streaming my very first really terrible game of Dead by Daylight. And I've gotten I've gotten better, but it's a... Uh, it it gives me something to do. I get to meet new people. I I met a lot of people, and it was nice to put faces, like in real life, flesh faces instead of video faces. When I went to TwitchCon very recently, and the especially the Dead by Daylight community has the, the LGBTQIA plus circle is pretty supportive. And I felt welcomed almost immediately, and it encouraged me to branch out into other things that I love. So I'm also streaming classic SNES RPGs, especially ones that either never came out over here or had remakes that came out over here. Like, I'm playing Final Fantasy V right now. And then my other obsession, Cult of the Lamb. So it's basically when I find a game that I really love, I stream it. Because if I love it, I want to share it with other people and engage other people so where they might branch out of their comfort zone and play different things. And on top of that, uh, women in general, whether or not you identify completely female or like me as para-female, which is mostly female with a little touch of dude thrown in, we're like just under 20% of the streamers on Twitch. And we definitely need to have more of us out there and more representing. So that was another big factor for me hopping into it. And and I'm 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 ace, asexual. We are unicorns. And <laughs> we need to come out of the shadows before, you know, Tim Curry hunts us down. Oh, I'm sorry, no. leg legend reference. Legend, <laughs> I got that reference. Yeah, thank you, nope. thank you. As Amy was confused, I actually got that reference. <laughs> I was like, Tim Curry's waiting to murder me. What? He plays a really scary looking devil. It petrified me. It was Tom Cruise's first film. I've talked about this. You have. Uh, you you should Pants watch it, but I I can't watch the unicorn scene. But I digress. It's sad. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I love what you said about the community aspect. I'm curious about that because I've never really used Twitch. And so, and Samantha, correct me if I'm wrong, you haven't really. No, either. I know very little. Right. Um, but that is something that we came across when we were reading. You know, we saw similar numbers that you did around women. Um, and also just some of this toxicity. But we also saw a lot of stuff of people saying, like, but I found this community and I found this community. Uh, so if you could expand on that. Uh, well, um, this also ties back a little bit to, to uh, my show is that one of my co-hosts is out gay. And so he introduced me to, uh, to the Dead by Daylight LGBTQIA community first and foremost, Rob and his husband, Alan. 
and they both stream as well. So it was sort of through through them that I was able to to meet. I started off meeting what I say the right people, you know, the people that I could identify with, the people that felt similarly to me. That and the community is just amazing. Like I think the first uh, person I started watching was Losing Color with a U. <laughs> um, amazing Dead by Daylight player um, and just a delightful human being. We finally got to meet in person and so, such a delightful person. But it was through LC that I got to meet other people, other streamers in the community like uh, Nick and Prince, um, Puddins. <laughs> um, I love everybody's <laughs> names. Uh, you know, uh, just so many different people. Haslands, Lapin Online, just those are, but, you know, but they're all guys, you know. It was more through them than that I started meeting some of the trans women on uh in the Dead by Daylight community, like Howdy Kelsey, really amazing, uh, really amazing player, or uh the Leona Uwu. <laughs> Uwu, <laughs> you know, like the little <laughs> emoji. Um and and I felt encouraged by just being friends with them. They are always ready to talk you up when you show up in the room to give you a shout out. And it's kind of kept me doing this even when I go into my chat and I have five people, <laughs> you know. But it's the, it's the fact that people are very quick to defend each other, you know, very quick to stand up. But, you know, they'll make sure that they're in the right when they defend somebody, Um and on top of that, like, uh, I'm actually doing a, a streaming marathon on November 15th to raise money for my mom's medical bills. Um, and every last person in the community that I've reached out to says, yeah, we'll play with you when you do it and we'll help you promote it. And you can talk about it in our channel. And some of them have even already donated. So, and and on top of that, the other thing I love about the community in general is that they partner with streamers for a cause, some of them do, um, raising money for medical research, raising money for uh, the Trevor Project is one of the big ones that I see for um, for LGBTQIA youth. They're always doing fun, different types of fundraisers and tournaments to raise money. And I like being a part of that, given that I also am one of the sisters of perpetual indulgence. Um, although I'm a rogue nun. <laughs> that that part of doing good and being charitable was seeing that in this community is the other thing that that really attracted me to this group. Yeah, and I guess for the the listeners who don't know, do you want to explain <laughs> what the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence Right, is? I'm sitting here going, I don't know if that's a real thing, so I'm not going to ask. Uh, so <laughs> the Sisters started in the 70s in San Francisco where a group of gay men put on nun habits to protest about the AIDS epidemic, and it grew from there. It's now international. Um, we have houses in many cities around the world. I separated from the local house, though, due to issues of misogyny. Um, so I'm a rogue nun. I do my own thing. But I mostly uh, do work now online and with the San Francisco house. I like them a lot. But yeah, they they go out and raise money and help the the LGBTQIA community and, you know, help with... Uh, like here, I know our group puts a lot into the Gender Health Center here to help people with their identity and, and the uh, Sacramento AIDS Foundation. So... 
we're basically, we do the work of nuns. <laughs> we go out there and we do what we, what we believe, except we just look a lot more fabulous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> put on that, put on that drag. I even, <laughs> my sister name is Havakiki. <laughs> that is some of the creative things that I am like, wow, I did well, not know this was under this umbrella of this community. That's amazing. One of the originals was Sister Missionary Position. <laughs> of course. It's by a different yeah. name now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag-A-Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know, I don't know much about the Twitch community. The things that I hear about are oftentimes the big stories. So, of course, you know, you hear whatever the fallout is and or the encouraging things. Because I've heard both things where people are driven off of this platform because of the constant harassment and or uh, not enough security, not enough um, 
overall supervising of what's going on in that type of platform. But then, of course, yeah, I've actually heard about people uplifting people and bringing people into the community with open arms and, and really like showing them family uh, through mm-hmm. online, which we know uh, happens in all kinds of like being a part of the original AOL, you know, the chat room. I was an you know, AOL person. <laughs> you know, you, if you know, That's you know. That's how I met my spouse. Uh, <laughs> but like it's kind of the beginning of like understanding these two types of separate um, reactions when it comes to Twitch. And you tell me, because you, as you talked about before that you had been driven off, why do you think platforms like this get to be so extreme or in your own experiences, what makes it worth coming back? To answer both questions, I'll start with the first about the extremities. With any platform, the bigger it gets, the with more people, it's a more chance for drama. You know, that's just the nature of any group. And I think that with some of these more highly publicized people, like what happened with Amaranth lately, now that wasn't anything directly related on Twitch, but it affected her Twitch persona and how she, you know, how she had had to present it. You know, that's a that's a pretty terrible situation to be in, but the community has been very polarized about it. There, there's been those those jerk faces out there. I'm trying not to use anything stronger <laughs> who have like completely blasted her when mm-hmm. she was not in the wrong. And right. then there's been a lot of people that's really supported her. And I'm glad she stayed on the platform to continue to do, you know, to do her her thing to be to be who she is and actually be able to be honest about it. There have been, you know, I've been hate raided before when all those hate raids were going on, you know, saying terrible things about me being Jewish, about me being female presenting, about, you know, being a queer person on the internet. And of course, we got that taken care of pretty quickly. But the hate raids were a very big thing because Twitch is a target. It's an easy target. And I'd say gamers, there's still that rather public perception of those of us who play games that we're, you know, the nerds, you know, the, the, we, we were, so all super bullied in high school. Not all of us were, but some of us were. And I think that just that perception requires a lot of delicate handling to dismantle. But it's, again, part of that is what leads into the people looking down on streaming in general, where, of course, Amazon seemed to realize that it was going to make a ton of money. So they were pouring into it. So I think, and of course, the bigger you get, the more open you become for for criticism. And people don't know you. I mean, you may try to be your most genuine self out there on your streams and on the internet and however you do it. But in the end, people don't know you. They're, they don't really know who you are unless you're taking the time to converse with them and get to know them as a person. So that also leaves this big room for judgment. And with the anonymity of the internet, it's like, they don't know who I am. It's not like, you know, 15 years ago where I could track someone's IP for, you know, making a thread on a web forum. Say, Mm -hmm. oh, by the way, you live here. (laughs) (laughs) But 
now we can't do, we we don't really necessarily have that ability anymore in the age of VPNs and IP masking and and all of that. So they and on top of that, there's this other contingency that's been using Twitch's report policy against streamers, especially you know uh, LGBTQIA plus streamers who you know, might reclaim certain terminology, but the use of that terminology is against Twitch's uh, TOS. So they get them banned. That happened to my friend Puddins. There, there's all sorts of of drama that goes on with such a big facility. And like, again, I said, the bigger the streamer, the bigger you are a target. Um, of course, the more marginalized you are as a streamer, the bigger the target you are too. So um, especially... Another big thing going on with um, with female streamers in general is this fetishization. Oh, you're this anomaly. You have to look like extra hot and all of this. And I fell into that. You know, I do my makeup every stream. I try to look my best. And finally, I said, you know, screw it and shaved my head. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my head. <laughs> I'm growing it out. <laughs> <laughs> but it felt liberating for me to sort of buck that convention and go, well, your standards aren't my standards, so you take me as you get me, and if you don't like it, you can go just to this, you know, hot tub bikini stream that apparently is a real thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the thing that keeps me on Twitch, it's going to be things like my friends. The, mm-hmm. the community, I've built my own community in my chat. We, we all have like our little mini communities, but they all intersect like these concentric circles. Mm-hmm. Um, and my little community is very supportive. I know I have the support of my co-hosts. I have the support of my other streamer friends. And it's really like when, when I announced about my voice issues, because um, I've been fighting um, throat strain. The amount of outpouring of love and support that I got from my my community just by itself and from my streamer friends, I was like, holy crap, you guys don't know me. I, it, well, I mean, some of them now know me in real life thanks to <laughs> TwitchCon. But it's like, you've only known me as this voice and now a face on a channel and you're sending out this much love and support. How lucky am I? Yeah. You know, so when I go in and I've got like maybe five people in my chat one day, those five people are important to me because I'm not just doing it for myself. I am doing it to provide something for other people, mm-hmm. to build, you know, a positive place. You know, yeah, maybe I'll talk trash during a match, but I'm always <laughs> really nice in endgame chat. <laughs> and I encourage people that I play with like, because I, I, I'm on Stadia right now. I'm going to be transitioning back to Steam using a service called Boostroid since I, I stream on a Mac. I'm a unicorn. But I encourage people to um, in Endgame to come into my chat and say hi. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they stay is one thing, but it, it's, again, for me, part of that is stopping this sort of salty uh, negativity in games and try to show, hey, we're people. Let's just be nice, you know? So that's part of it. That is nice because I my my experience with gaming chat has been like, I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm glad to hear that you are building and others are yeah. building this space where it's 
much more supportive and friendly and fun. Like, there still can be competition, <laughs> but it's not like what I think most people perceive and what I experience. So I am very happy to hear that. <laughs> well, I do also have a slight ulterior motive because my inner Aries has to rear her ugly head. Um <laughs> If I'm really nice to somebody and they continue to be a butt about it, well, they look bad and I look awesome. <laughs> but that's you not know? why I do it for. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll never know for sure. It could be both. I mean, I, but, yeah. it can be both. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. And then I can wish them to be stuck in, a, you know, a windowless, doorless room full of Legos barefoot. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite curse. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, one of the things that we read was uh, for women who are gamers and streamers on Twitch would get a lot of like criticism about their looks, but also, oh, you're not a real gamer. Have you gotten stuff like that? I have for playing dating sims in until like the majority though of my, uh, I would say of my male viewership uh, tends to be gay men. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, and and a few, uh, the few straight guys that are in there watching me are, they like the same kind of quirky stuff that I do. But I have gotten the, oh, a dating sim isn't a real game or why don't you play a Call of Duty? And I'm <laughs> like, I don't like Call of Duty. I like Dead by Daylight. I, <laughs> you know, I I play what I like and to hell with what anybody else thinks of me playing it. I mean, I, I, I had built a really thick skin over the last, you know, 20 years of doing, of, you know, just being a, a female on the internet, you know. Mm -hmm. we, my, my own show started 20 years ago. We've been, we had our 20th anniversary this year. Wow. And yes. my first email feedback was, she should stop talking and go make a sandwich. Wow. Original. Why I know, they, right? Yeah, why can't they be creative? I was like, <laughs> well, of course I'll make a sandwich for me, and then I'll right. come back. I love sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, sandwiches are awesome. You can't have my sandwich. It's mine now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but this is the thing is just, I just stopped caring. You know, I, I don't care if someone, uh, you know, wants to criticize it. That's their problem. It's not mine. You mm -hmm. know, I, I play what I like, and if they don't like it, they don't have to stay in my channel, and I will tell them so. And if they remain in my channel saying these things, I will make sure they cannot say them with the ban button. I will slam that ban hammer down faster than you can blink. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I do not have to put up with that crap. It's my channel. I'll say what I want. There you go. <laughs> yep. Well, I guess kind of speaking of, what are some of the the tools you've seen, some improvements on Twitch, perhaps, when it comes to things like harassment, um, for instance, and then what in what ways do you think Twitch could improve? Uh, I will say that one of the first things that has been positive was them adding in the custom tags where you can tag your own channel as, you know, whatever you want it to be. Like, I use the Jewish tag, I use the asexual tag, I use the LGBTQIA+. And those help you bring in more people who are going to be more in your, quote, group, end quote. Um, that helps. Of course, it can make people a target. So they also have in the whole verified user system now where you can set up this security to where um, 
they have to verify their Twitch account first instead of just making a burner. With a button on my stream deck, I can change my chat to follower only. I can change it to subscriber only. I can change it to emote only if I want, <laughs> you know. And that those tools are really useful. That said, there are a few other things that, that can be done, like, like what happened with my friend Puddins. Now, this was before some of this was implemented, so I will throw that bone out there. But he he was banned for a month during Pride Week when he had all this stuff planned because mm. someone came in and dropped the, the three-letter F-bomb on him, and he said it back because it's a reclamation, right? And But they still banned him for it, and the appeal system wasn't conducive to help actual innocent people. So I think their appeal system definitely needs some work. I think that there should also be... I'm not going to necessarily say like a three strikes rule because, again, the appeal system is kind of right now. <laughs> that, that's my description. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that they could have better moderation, better moderation. I think that they also need to realize that people don't just game on PC. We have Mac and Linux users and have more tools open for people on those platforms. I think that they also should really put a lot of effort into promoting their female presenting streamers, especially their streamers of color. Um, I am a big fan of uh, the Sisters of the Fog, which is uh, a streaming group of uh, women and female presenting people of color who play Dead by Daylight. Wonderful group. Team Technicolor, other uh, persons of color who uh, play Dead by Daylight in other games. I think that they need to to really make sure that they're doing more to promote their marginalized streamers. They are doing a lot of really good things with charity. Um, you know, they have uh, this whole charity system now built in where you can run a, f- a fundraising stream that every bit sub payment, all of that goes to your charity of choice and Twitch gets nothing out of it. No money. They just help. And I think that making sure that they audit the causes that are allowable on there, make sure that that money is going to go to reputable resources. You know, like they may say, oh, we're a women's health organization, but it's really like, you know, Christian coalition. <laughs> no, they, they definitely need their audit system to to be top-notch for something like that. But those are just like the off of the top of my head things. I mean, I'm sure if I sat down and really made a list, I would have a novel. <laughs> uh, but I also believe be critical of the things that you love. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. 
Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This year they did a TwitchCon. I just heard of the disasters this year. Also the good things, but the disasters too. Um, Like I said, I only get the big news. Um, But yeah, you went this year. Can you kind of tell us about your experience with all that? Oh yeah, so this was the first TwitchCon back since the pandemic. And it was it was bigger than I thought it would be. <laughs> and I've done my fair share of conventions, you know, Anime Expo, Fanime, Gamer X when it was a thing. Yeah. One of these days, Dragon Con, one of these days. <laughs> yes. But TwitchCon was was pretty amazing. Um I didn't meet anybody I didn't like, first of all. (laughs) Everyone was pretty supportive of me. There was even some decent cosplay. You know, we I cosplayed. I did two Dead by Daylight ones. Um, I did uh, Julie of the Legion, which my mask broke and I lost my knife. (laughs) And uh, I did the pig, as in the same pig from Saul, but a special cosmetic that's used in Dead by Daylight. There was a big daddy. There was a reptar from Rugrats. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was was like a Scarlet Witch cosplayer around, you know, just 
just, it was, it was fun. But I didn't feel that same sort of, let me take your picture and 50,000 other people saying, let me take your picture. It was like, oh yeah, can I get a snap? And more people wanted like a character selfie. It was kind of fun. I liked it. (laughs) But they had a drag show. And I knew just about all of the queens on there. I was regulars in their channels. Like London Bradshaw did a mental health themed uh, performance. Marisol Lord's another great one. Um, But the drag show was new. And it really was just this major outpouring of positivity and support for the community. Um, I... That was, for me, like the highlight of the con next to meeting my friends. They had an artist alley that I talked with actually a couple of the artists. And apparently this year, they didn't have to pay a fee. Twitch reached out to them to have a booth in the artist alley. And so it was was really positive that way. Um, The staff was amazing, except for um, some of the vendors there, which we... There was the jousting drama. This uh, one streamer, they had like this jousting pad, kind of an old American gladiator style, you know, with the big foam bats. Mm-hmm. And the pit was full of these foam blocks, like the kind that you fall into as a stunt, right? Mm-hmm. But what they didn't show is that it was quite shallow. And I mean, and the people had to wade through it to get up on the platforms, but the thing is, it's very deceptive. And this one uh, streamer, and for the life of me now, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she's pretty vocal about it on uh, Twitter. She won her match. It was great. She did like a full-on cheerleading jump off of the um, platform and landed in the foam, but she landed on her tailbone. And she ended up breaking her back in a couple of places and actually had to have surgery. And can I list a trigger warning right now? She miscarried. She didn't know she was pregnant. She ended up miscarrying. And so, yeah, screw signing an agreement, you know, of non-liability. They need to be held accountable for it. Um, Another streamer um, damaged her knee pretty badly doing that. The the amount of oversight on at least those stunts there, they needed a lot more. It definitely didn't seem like... If it was up to any code, it was the bare minimum code. And then they had this other little competition where you... It's like you'd play like with your siblings in the house. You keep the balloon in the air. And they tried to recreate it like with furniture and stuff and people hurt themselves doing that. Although on the positive note, they did have some uh, wheelchair users play the game too. So they got to participate, but still, you know, um, there was a lot of corporate presence, not necessarily the Twitch Amazon side of it, but they had a ball pit that was full of those little, you know, ball pit balls and Velveeta shells and cheese (laughs) in the individual packets. And they were just giving away that. And I was like, Free food, okay. <laughs> Wendy's had a presence. Um, Capital One had a presence, and they had like some deal that if you buy Twitch merch with Capital One, then you get a discount. And I was just like, <laughs> how about like putting a placard on the wall and not giving them their own big booth? Maybe <laughs> not. Not all streamers are that. I would say mature with credit. <laughs> Right. There was a lot of money spent. That I spent a lot of money. I'm terrible. (laughs) But (laughs) wow. But it was long. Like that main floor, 
This yeah. is the San Diego Convention Center, you know, where they do a uh, uh, Comic-Con. And it was long, but you had only two ways upstairs. There was an elevator, but it was kind of out of the way. So you had these two staircases at the very end of one of the bottom hall and the very end of the other. But they're only letting you into the the building through like gate, I think it was like C and D in the middle um, or kind of in the middle. And to get around the upstairs, you had to do a lot of walking to get to some of the convention rooms. And then there was there was like this little cabana area, but they also had like the special area for Twitch uh, partners. I'm only an affiliate one day. But, <laughs> but there was a lot of really preferential treatment to the partners and becoming a partner is pretty difficult and pretty arduous. Some people have to reapply so many times after they meet the requirements. And I think that they're... There should have been, I mean, affiliates got some swag. I mean, yay, a pen <laughs> and some stickers. Mm-hmm. But I think that there should have been a little bit more. I agree. The the partners, yeah, they should get some extra perks. But I think the affiliates probably could have deserved to get a little bit more as well. Because we're, I think affiliates are the bulk of the Twitch streamers. So... But overall, it was a fun experience. You know, they they had food vendors and I got to eat pretzels. I never get Auntie Anne's pretzels and they had them. Mm-hmm. And just meeting with friends. But it it was pretty, pretty crowded the, the first couple of days. <laughs> I'm glad you had such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know this, this question is always like, Ugh. but if you have any like... Quick advice for any listeners who are like, maybe I want to get more into Twitch. Maybe I want to start streaming. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? There's a few things. Number one, be consistent. Have a schedule. Although a lot of people don't publish a schedule or just stream whenever they want to. But having a schedule means that your, your community as it grows will know when you're going to be there. And even if you have to change that schedule, like I have to for my work because we get new schedules every six months. I publish my new streaming schedule well in advance. I have a pinned post on my Twitter that says, here's what my schedule will be as of this time. And put it out there so people know not just where to find you, but when to find you. Put what you're going to play on that day. If it's going to be random game, just say, hey, it's going to be random game. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to toot your own horn. Don't go advertising in other people's channels, but... And I'm not meaning this to say use the people that you meet to advertise yourself, but build relationships with other streamers. You know, they you promote them, they promote you. It's, it's a community deal. We all uplift each other, you know. And the biggest thing is like, don't go into another streamer's chat and be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Never do that. But um, having a Discord is very important because it keeps your community working together while you're not live. And you can use it to announce events and to, you know, say, like, if you say that you have malaria and you have to cancel a stream, that's that's extreme. <laughs> but you can do a post. Hey, I'm in the hospital with malaria. I can't stream tonight. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, and... 
it also, you know, just having those those moments where you're real with people, don't don't build up a persona so much as just be yourself. Talk about real life stuff. Get to know people. Ask people in your chat how their day's going. You know, be nice, be consistent. That's the that's the biggest things. And don't give up. I've I've been back for a year. I just topped the 500 follower mark not too terribly long ago. It takes time, it takes effort, and it takes just putting yourself out there. Don't don't be afraid to put out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the right way. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, and business cards. If you go to TwitchCon, have a business card. It makes a difference. Oh. Okay. Uh, and speaking of promoting other people, I know you sent some recommendations. Is there Are there any streamers you'd like to shout out? Well, um, I would actually like to toot my, my podcast horn with, you know, um, I do a show called Orange Lounge Radio. We record live on Twitch at Vogue Network, uh, Victor Oscar Golf Network, Voice of Geeks along with our friend Bobby Blackwolf does a, a wonderful show and he also streams on his own channel, Bobby Blackwolf. Rob Roberts is one channel. Alan Alchemy is Rob's husband. Loki OLR is my other co-host and he does Minecraft. And then for uh, the Dead by Daylight community, there's uh, Howdy Kelsey, wonderful friend, really fun streamer. There's uh, The Ladybird, um, a mama streamer, also plays Dead by Daylight, Uh there is uh it's me holly uh just made partner not long ago wonderful streamer does scary games she's hilarious um miss barn australian streamer um what uh, also plays dead by daylight plays the scary games plays that disney game that everyone's doing kingdom right now hearts too. no not kingdom hearts no the like the disney magical adventure whatever it's called where it's kind of like like a sim oh Oh. You go and do tasks for people. It's okay. It's interesting. Uh, some people are playing VHS, which is sort of like they said it was going to be the Dead by Daylight killer, but it's so different from Dead by Daylight. But it's still an asymmetrical survival game. Um, and then, as far as uh, others in the LGBTQIA community, there's uh, Losing Color, uh, Nick and Prince. That's an N in the middle. Puddins, P-U-D-D-N-Z, uh, Lapin online, as in Lapin like rabbit, L-A-P-I-N. I feel kind of sad for not mentioning everyone's name. Uh, Blacksican02, wonderful streamer. Empire TV, also from where I grew up in Alabama. Hmm. Although I know you and I have had a mutual growing up spot in Alabama. We have. We have. Strangely <laughs> enough, yeah. I know. I, just, I thought that was so funny. You know, all those Dothan Summers, right? Yep, those Dothan Summers. The mall. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, don't get me started on my allergies when I go visit family there. Huh. Oh, yes. Um, uh-huh. but, but yeah, just tons of streamers. You know, any one of those people that I mentioned, people who show up in their chat are also worth visiting. They're wonderful people. Intoxicated, uh, D's nuts, CA, fluffy, uh, all kinds of people. I, they're all just delightful human beings, very supportive, and our circles intersect. So if you go to one, you'll go to another. Um, check out my page because I have recommendations right on my Twitch page. It's Dart Sakura underscore O L R Oscar Lima Romeo for Orange Lounge Radio. Um, but D A R K S A K U R A like cherry blossom. 
underscore O-L-R. You know, go there. I have all kinds of, you know, people that I recommend right on my Twitch page. I love it. And, you know, if if anyone wants to hit me up for more recommendations, I'm on Twitter at Dark Sakura. I don't do the Facebook. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And if you're a streamer listening to this and you want to network, I'm more than happy to to help other streamers, you know, that that want a, a hand up or want a friend. I'm more than happy to to be there to do what I can. We have to uplift each other. Yes. Absolutely. I love seeing this supportive thing that you were you're talking about. Um so yes. Listeners, go find Jamie Summers. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us about this. <laughs> thank you for yes. having me. I, I've, I'm, this is the highlight of my day, my week. <laughs> <laughs> we can make the day. I love it. Yes. Um, and I hope the episode does you proud. But yes, thank you. Uh, and thank you for all your, your support uh, through these years for yes. us too. We really, really well, appreciate it. If I may. Yes. This is the way I end my streams. Uh-huh. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Go forth and conquer. You got this. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. Um, is there any place uh, you want to shout out where the listeners can find you other that you haven't already said? <laughs> um, I am on Instagram sometimes at Dark Sakura. Um, my TikTok is Dark Sakura underscore OLR. I mostly do videos of my cat and my pinball collection. Nice. My spouse and I are super into actual real pinball. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and and sometimes I'll just do myself kvetching about things, and I will sometimes repost clips from me playing a game on there. So, yeah, find me on TikTok and be extremely bored. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, the rest of my stuff is actually linked directly through my uh, Twitch channel, so you can also just follow links there. It's easier. Yeah, easy, easy. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yes. And go forth and conquer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And listeners, if you'd like to contact us, you can. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff we'll never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal History. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.